Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 27 to 7 on SENSA Breakfast. Good morning to you. You can rush into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale which is on now. And Mark Bickley, I need to keep reminding you about this because this competition is going to be closing very soon. If you haven't been into Beaumont Tiles yet, you've got to go in there because they've got a trip for two to American footy's biggest game. It's worth over $70,000. So just shop in at Beaumont's before November 12. You're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. A couple of texts coming in. Uh, a nomination for Pull Up Your Socks very shortly. 0427154166. This is from Daniel who says you pronounced the roast wrong. This is Rucci's roast from last night with uh, Kimbo on the run home. Apparently, we're supposed to call it the rowest and not the roast. Uh, <laughs> is that because he had a his roasting topic was around... Uh, oh, I don't like Stephen to get in... I, I, mm. I feel that media wars are not something I like to get involved in because I like to be liked. I don't like to. I'm a lover, not a fighter, as you know that. We're both lovers. Exactly. I mean, not together. She's <laughs> <laughs> don't isolate that little clip now. <laughs> Could be bad. Imagine people were just um, people were just flicking around there in Adelaide for the first time. I might just check out what this SENSA is like, and they flick over and oh yeah, we're lovers. It's just a, thought it was a sports show and. <laughs> Jeepers. Okay, so you can have a listen to the podcast if you want to hear that. Um, let's potentially, for the first time today, talk some sport. What do you got for us, Bix? I want to talk about tennis because uh, we speak to, to Brett Phillips, BP, all the time when the, uh, uh, the big Grand Slam tournaments are on. And Brett Phillips was talking yesterday about the, uh, the Saudis' proposal for a new Masters 100 tennis event. Now, the Masters 100 is the, the events that are just below the Grand Slams. Yep. And uh, he talked about that yesterday and, and uh, when it might happen and what it might look like. We know there are nine Masters 1000 events underneath the Slams uh, for the year. Now, obviously, that uh, discussion has sort of um, become all about them getting their own Masters 1000 event, which would take it to 10 uh, in that first sort of week in January. But as Peter Johnson has floated today, I mean, you know, you could start this sort of tournament you know, possibly late December, which gives, um, you know, the top-line players more time to get to Melbourne. Look, the uh, the tours are seriously talking to the Saudis because obviously they're cashed up. Yeah. They want to get involved in tennis. So this was always um, a concern with, like, live golf. Live golf creates a breakaway and um, it sort of impacts a lot of the bigger tournaments. Yeah. This is, I guess, putting a toe in the water, isn't it, for the Saudis to get involved in tennis. And and with their money, they can dictate about what it might look like. So that one there, they're talking about the first week in January. Well, we know that's the lead-in to the Australian Open, and uh, that has some knock-on effects to what happens right here in Adelaide. What is a 16-hour flight Saudi Arabia to Melbourne? I mean, we know with uh, you know the French Open, you got Rome. The week before, that's a you know, little hop, skip, and jump across to Paris, Cincinnati, into New York's not far around the US Open. This is logistically um, a little bit more problematic because you've got all the best players who would go to that 1,000 event, and it'd be interesting to see if they you know, included the women as well. Which means those leading tournaments here, like Brisbane and Adelaide, the fields get a bit diminished. 
So mm. what do you think happens here, Bix? It's, as you said, it's happened with golf. Um, Craig Goodwin this weekend plays against Cristiano Ronaldo in Saudi Arabia, mm. where a lot of footballers mm. are heading over to Saudi leagues. Money talks and they are life-changing and yeah. resulting in generational wealth. Cam Smith, $100 million, you know, even if it's anywhere near that. But the, just that impact there, though, what we're talking about is a big tournament over there, big money, you get the best players. So Adelaide, after doing a wonderful job over the last three or four years in building up Adelaide as a tournament, as a lead-in tournament, getting a lot of the uh, higher-profile players to play here with – spent money on doing the drive up and making that look fantastic. This is the stuff that happens. It, it, that gets diminished, that tournament now, because all the best players are in Saudi Arabia yeah. playing for big money and they'll arrive just before the Australian Open. Now, look, that's that's life and I understand that. But what I'm worried about is, is if this gets to the live golf stage where uh, at some stage huge money comes into it and they go to – the top 20 players in the world and try and get as many as they can and say, Hey, we're going to have like a inverted commas, a super league. And, you know, so don't play the grand slams, play in our competition. And, and that's what we'll try and do. We'll try and just grab those great players and we'll have the Djokovic's playing the, you know, the Federer's, you know, type players at their prime, you know, go back a couple of years uh, without all the, the lead up, games for the first two weeks playing against blokes you've never heard of. That's yeah. effectively what they'll try and do. Those guys play less tennis. They get three times the money. And, it, yeah, it's a, it, it diminishes, though, what we've known traditionally as all the Grand Slams. That's the worst-case scenario. But it is... Does it diminish the Grand Slams, though, if they still maintain playing in the Grand Slams? So they keep the major tournaments going... And then, as you said, Adelaide is impacted, Perth's impacted, um, but they're still going to be playing in Melbourne at the Australian well, Open. But here's the thing. You don't know what the World Tennis Association would do if they create a rebel league and say, no, nah, we're not going to play. They might do a PGA Live. Yeah, that, that type yeah. of thing. And so that's the danger. Or they say, uh, we want our own Grand Slam and we want to take one of the, the Grand Slams and we want to play it in Saudi Arabia because we're going to pay you enough money. And if you don't, well, we'll just buy all the players and we'll do it our, our own way. So you can either mm. help us and come with us, and which potentially, if you think of all the Grand Slams, it's not going to be Wimbledon, I wouldn't have thought. And, and um, you know, like, so maybe the Australian Open. Th these are all sort of doomsday yeah, they're, scenarios. Yeah, potentials, because the, as we said at the very start of this money talk. So. Yeah. And if you can have a World Cup in somewhere in the middle of the desert, yeah. then nothing's off the table. It's very true. Our sports update is thanks to Kona Cranes and DMAG shaping next generation material handling. Let's talk a little bit of footy now. Um, we heard earlier this week on his podcast, Warren Treadray suggesting that Connor Rosie was going to get the biggest contract in the history of the Port Adelaide Football Club. Chris Davies had a bit to say about that. So Connor's had a contract at the end of um, next year as well. Yeah, I think I think if you're you know, ever going to look to you know, a long-term deal, you'd be you'd be looking at Connor as one of those guys who you know, potentially you would give it to. You know, I think you know, he's been outstanding since he came to the club. We've been, you know, I've got no doubt that Connor you know, is going to be a long-term player at Port Adelaide. And and when we announce the deal, Kane, um, I'll uh, I'll <laughs> wait for you to smack me across oh. the ears. And... <laughs> yeah. I think every deal now, 
going forward will be the biggest deal in the club's history because of the the new CBA, which is over the next five years. I think the the pay is going to go up thirty percent. So, you know, we're seeing deals that we've you know people haven't even dreamt of before. So Connor Rosie could sign a six or seven year deal worth you know averaged out to be worth say one point two million dollars a year. So times that by six. So that's a seven or eight million dollar deal, which we've never heard of before, and that'll be the biggest deal until Zach Butters signs one, which will be bigger again because Zach's always going to have the lure of going back to Melbourne. So in every deal now with the club's best twenty-two, three, four-year-old is going to be the club's biggest deal for every, for every club now trying to secure your talent long term. We've seen Aaron Norton sign for what was he ten years or nine years? I like the little. Little comment at the end though, because it's going to be interesting to see how our very own Kane Corns responds to a long-term deal, especially when it involves the Port Adelaide <laughs> Football Club. Um, speaking of the CBA, I think it's worth noting as well. There was a really significant announcement yesterday with Football Australia, the round ball game, where our national teams bics have come to an agreement on our, the collective bargaining agreement, and I wanted to just break that down a little bit for you because yeah. there's a there's a change uh, for our Matildas, which I think is really significant. So. Um, the biggest thing here, the players are going to benefit from a 50-50 World Cup prize money split with Football Australia, while both senior national teams are going to share in Football Australia's revenues. So with the rise of the Matildas selling out stadiums over in Western Australia, there's been a bit of back and forth about this. So they wanted um, equal rights, as they should. But the big thing here... Um, Central contracts for players have been scrapped in favour of match payments. So the Matildas were being paid a wage, like they were on Mm. contract to play for Football Australia. But now, just like the men, if they go into camp, they will then get a lump sum and a a player payment, similar to, I believe, um, the Cricket Australia boys are on a base contract and then they will get match payments as well. Per one-day game, yeah. Yes. The other thing is carers for the children of players up to the age of four rather than two will be given accommodation as part of a deal. So if families want to travel with the players, which I think is really important because they're traveling so much, uh, and what it also looks like is that there's going to be a new TV deal discussed for the national team. So at the moment, the games are being broadcast through Network 10 and Paramount. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think those are going to be discussed too. So this is is a big thing where it comes down to equality, what's right and what's fair. And if you look at both brands at the moment, the Socceroos are playing Bangladesh next Thursday in Melbourne. The Matildas are playing in front of 60,000 people at Optus Stadium. Uh, the Socceroos are playing at Amy Park where you would like to think that they're going to pack it out. Who knows? Mm. Um, you can see the Matildas, the more dominant and recognisable yeah. brand at the moment. So they do oh, need yeah. to be uh, heavily compensated for what they're doing for well, the game. Well, what we're seeing here is is this tipping point which has just been reached. So for for so your cricket Australia, for example, have um, been on this path for a little while, and so the men have been supplementing or uh, subsidising the women because they haven't been generating the same income yep. as what the men have. What we're seeing now is. The Matildas are absolutely generating the revenue. You know, we, we heard about how many jerseys were sold for the Women's World Cup. We're now seeing 60,000 people stadiums sold out. They are paying their own way and some, and they're growing the game, which, you know, you can put a price on that. And what they've done through their efforts in the World Cup and their standing in the rankings compared to the men is um, is very, very good. So absolutely they deserve everything they get and 
you know, arguably right now, they're the dominant force in this relationship. Kona Cranes and DMAG shaping next generation material handling at a quarter to seven. Next, we will throw in our nomination for who needs to pull up their socks. We've got an on this day in sport and we've got an amazing prize to give away on SENSA.